Kopech, Zach Gallen, you all got for multiple years. That's a great, exceptional Dude, you're starting so pitching cast. Up your ass, but, like seriously, like move on. I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from somebody uh, else. I was gonna. Yeah. Wait, what did I say that was so full of shit in my ass? You're so full up your ass, like, seriously. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, you you just want to talk shit. Like, that's fine. I don't know what I'm talking about. How do I not know what I'm talking about? You haven't said anything about your team that resembles an actual plan. Matt, 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 and I agreed with what he said. Max asked the right question. You didn't. You're a dumbass. Hello, Foot Clan. Welcome to Wild Pitch, episode 36. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the executive producer, the best in the business, the commissioner, one hell of a graphic designer recently, the kid for the win, the great Matt Wentz. How the hell are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. Um, I just wanted to shout out and just say again, you know, rest in peace to Hank Aaron. Um I, a lot of his things he's done in baseball, I've watched a lot um, in TV and read on uh, books and things like that. And uh, he's become, I guess, one of my favorite players, I guess, from players of the past. But um, a lot of the things I've seen with him and Ernie Banks are always really cool to talk or to to look at and see and, you know, uh, have a conversation about. Um, so, I mean, that, that more, nothing more than that. Um, I'm doing well. Excellent. I'm glad you're doing well. Well said. Uh, said I will say, though, said. wait, I – I'm not really the graphic designer here. I just saw something and I liked it so much because I was in a different state of mind and I, I, I ran with it and I think it's going to be great. But well, you don't need to share that. You saw something similar <laughs> as, as you always say, you know, you don't need to show the fourth <laughs> wall. You know? Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's true. Me want to edit that out. All right. My All right. other, our other co-host, is the high nooner himself, the jester, the great Mac Jensen. How are you doing today, Max? Doing well. Um, coming off a week of vacation, didn't do anything work-wise. Um, just kind of laid around and recharged my batteries for 2021, hoping for a better, just a better, better year in general when it comes to um, both, you know, just returning back to normal and also fantasy performance. Um, so yeah, yeah, you sucked last year. I did. <laughs> uh, good old COVID nineteen. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you had a nice week off. You know, it's better than working. So uh, I'm glad you're well rested and uh, ready to go. All right, our one of our first guests tonight is the co-host of Ball Guys Talking Football, Eric Nizek. How are you doing tonight? Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. Uh, uh, just yeah, ready to talk about some fantasy uh, baseball stuff. Like uh, it's been fun. Like this week, is Maddie sort of sent me a message. Hey, you know, talk about like look at your team. Tell us what your strategies are and stuff. Like this is the first big dive I did into fantasy baseball. I was sort of dejected after last year, but it's fun. I'm 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 excited. I'm looking forward to this season. That's good. I'm glad you're ignoring what Gus has to say and you're thinking positive about your team. All right. Our second guest tonight is the back to back champion of baseball, the goat Scotty to Hottie. How are you doing tonight? Sparkles. I'm doing great. You know, just got done watching some football and 
just kind of had a relaxing weekend. It's nothing uh, too exciting going on, but yeah, I'm excited to talk in some baseball and, you know, I'm disappointed that you, you, you stopped it at just the back-to-back and didn't mention the three out of four or the football championship. Well, uh, next time. Next time, <laughs> next time I'll mention oh three out of four God. and the football championship. So I didn't know I had time. Dom, next time, ne- Dom, next time we have Max, I mean, Scott on, we're going to have to um, write down the list of all his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. We'll have to pause and then, you know, I'll, 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 uh, I'll segment a little segment out and then you'll read all of his accomplishments, his championships and everything, and then we can go on. Don't don't make me sing my song again. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was very good there. You are the real Adam Sandler. Well, I'm glad you're doing well. So, all right, tonight's podcast. It will have our Google Doc update. Well, Scotty will break down his team. Niz will break down his team. Scotty and Niz will pick make their division picks. But before we get to all that good stuff, Maddie, what's up with Google Docs? Uh, it is all updated, and uh, please look over the teams. Uh, Max, me, and Scott. Uh, well, I've looked over my team, but Max and Scott, can you look over your teams and just double check because I was just taking away contracts and everything like that. And I, I that was, I don't know. I just want to make sure that it looks okay. So, but otherwise, that it's all updated. So, awesome. Gus is uh, Gus is on me this year, I think. So, no doubt. All right. We will move on, but we have breaking news. We have a f- breaking news just in on the wire. It hasn't even broke on Twitter yet. Matt will be breaking this on Twitter. The kid for the win, he'll be breaking this on Twitter. I'm sure MLB will be on this. We have a big trade. A big trade. Scott, can you tell us what the big trade is? Okay, so someone came to me with uh, and, and wanted the guy that you don't come after. You know, everyone knows there's there's one guy I will not trade. And, of course, uh, someone came after me and wanted Buxton from me. Ooh. Um, Ooh this, is, so, this is giant. This, this is big big. This isn't big. Uh, this is giant. I, 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 I thought it was written into his contract that he can't be traded. He has a no so, clause. So, anyways, I said you will have to overpay for him, obviously. And <laughs> um, there was the one guy who – overpays for things and get and gave me back what I needed. So um, the trade is Buxton for Wander Franco. Straight up. All right. Well, there you go. There, there's, there's that. There's breaking news there, folks. I, it is a cold day in hell. Brian Buxton has been traded from Scotty. Scott, for one, Manny, right. what do you think? I, I, well, I haven't updated your sheet yet, so I have to update your sheet. We'll have to change it a little bit. I guess you have another outfielder. What do you think? I, I decided that uh, I, I needed a sixth shortstop, of course, but yeah, he's not in there yet. Um, I mean, I don't know. You guys do what the hell you want to do. Many thoughts. Come on. Teams. I want to hear your thoughts. I, I don't understand it, but I guess you do, so congrats. <laughs> And so before we got on, I was like, Scott, we need to stop with Maddie. <laughs> Let's throw out a trade out there that, like, he would just blow his mind. So this really didn't happen. It was a fake trade. But... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is expensive? that, Danny? Were you destroying your house? No. <laughs> no. Uh, sounds... I think, Max, what's going on there? I was about to put on my conspiracy hat again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that 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 trade did not happen. No, so, we just, uh, so what you should have like, done. I, I've been messaging Scott all day. I'm like, Scott, let's screw with Maddie today because he he wants to he wants to like shit on our teams. That <laughs> it would it would have been better. What you should have done was more realistic trade because I I mean I whatever that is. You should have done um, Lindor for um, Freeman. And I would have, I, I would have lost, I would have lost my shit. That Scott, I would have lost my shit. Scott, for. why don't you trade me Freeman for? Uh, I'll trade you Freeman for seven dollars, and let's see what what Maddie says. <laughs> I did enjoy this the complete silence after I said that. It was like you could tell you guys were stewing. We're like, what the hell? <laughs> right, well, I'm glad I don't have to update Google Docs for that because there have been, I would have put some pictures in there. Uh, There's something. You're still ahead of memos trade news, so you guys, it's still better <laughs> yeah. than memos trade news. So congratulations, <laughs> just slightly, just uh. slightly. So. <laughs> we'll move on. Now that the breaking news is over, we'll move on to uh, Scotty's team. Uh, Scotty, will you tell us about your team as of now and what you want from the draft? And then once we do that, then we will. Uh, ask you a couple of questions about your team. Is that cool? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So uh, tell us about your team so, now and and what you think about it. Well, my team's like over the last like few weeks, it's really kind of transformed. And I guess my, my, my thought right now is like, hey, I just want to get assets, you know. And as you can see, I got a few too many shortstops right now. Um, I got – I actually have too much speed on my team too right now. But – I, every trade I've made, I felt like I just got better players. You know, did they fit together perfectly? Am I really looking at how everything is going to work for day one? Not yet. There's a lot of time between the trade to between drafting and so forth. But, but yeah, I'm just right now. It's just asset collection. Whatever, just really undervalued guys or guys that I like better than other guys, and that's kind of been the, how I've made some trades: collecting Marte, getting um, Mondesi. Um, getting uh flarity which i i really liked um with that but yeah right now it's not it's not a it's not a set made team i still have one franchise tag left which i'm going back between giving giving it to suarez or olsen or possibly selling it the price of these franchise tags keep going up and up and up and by the time i look at hey can i get 15 16 17 dollars for a franchise tag it might make sense to do that so i really like where i'm at you know kind of I kind of would put myself going into right now is maybe in the top half, not quite up there right now. I, I do have Maddie and Max, not just because you guys are on here as, as the, as the gold standard right now of, of teams going into the draft, but I like where I'm at. I got, I got a solid offense. I obviously got a draft, a catcher, a first base. I think I'm good with second base uh, with McNeil and I'm still not sure what Yahoo's doing with eligibility. I, I keep so, I keep looking at things saying they might just go back to what they're going to do last year, and I might have Torres at second base again. So yeah, so I, I, real fast, I just want to put in I, I on on Reddit there is the Yahoo file you can do, and then there's another one like a sub one, a subreddit file with the Yahoo, and it, it looks like they're they're toying with either it's going to be five games or it's going to be exactly what it was the, the previous year. So then you would be correct. You would have Torres as, as both, but it looks like those are the two options. It's either going to be five games. Um, played so from, in the position. Played in the position, or no? Game started. Game okay. started. So five games started, or it goes. It just reverts to what it was back to last year, and it looks like those are the only two options that they're talking about. So, 
Because, right, there's a lot of sites out there, like when you go to Fantasy Pros, they still have all these guys with last year's eligibility. And I just think that's kind of weird that they that they might know something ahead of time. But So I'm, I'm really hoping to have uh, Torres as a second baseman. That would be huge for, for flexibility with my team. But, yeah, as you know, I'm always talking and always trying to trade. Me and Max are – I'm really trying to, to, to get a trade with uh, – for Lindor for um, – Bellinger, which would be a really good speed power thing for me and, and take care of my uh, shortstop um, thing. But yeah, overall, I'm, I'm liking my team and I got some things to do with the draft that just picking up other guys I like. And, and I'm always at the, at the mindset that if I don't, what the team I leave the draft with isn't the team I'm starting the season with. This team I start the season with isn't the team I'm going to the playoffs with. So just all about asset collection right now. Awesome. Awesome. Well said. And uh, now we'll go into kind of the question time. Uh, we'll have Max go first and then Maddie, and then I will go. So Max, go ahead. All right. Um, I'll switch it up after asking, but I think Scott, I think that you've had a lot to, a lot to say when it comes to um, just putting prices on triple A spots, franchise tags and um and just contracts in general, um, not necessarily, maybe, maybe a little bit before this year, but I think especially this year, just with when you break down, when you've broken down some, some um, texts or some trades on the text chain or through our conversations, um, you know, whether it be about Bellinger and uh, Lindor or just other trades that have gone on. So what do you think the current values are for each of those things? A con a contract, per year, a tag and a triple A spot. And do you think those values will kind of hold moving into the future off seasons? Great question. Yeah, I don't, it's tough. Like I, I know I can tell you that Dom offered me $15 for a franchise tag. So that's the value of a franchise tag right now. Um, and maybe a little bit higher cause I turned that down. Um, so as we've seen franchise tags, I think go from anywhere from 10. I think, I think it's at the height right now because so many people want it. So, and I think that's kind of consistent, you know, that when you get um, a franchise tag, I think has always been about $10 and it, and it fluctuates from there. Maybe you can get a, a, a deal, a few bucks less or a bunch of guys want it and there's a few bucks more, but this was definitely a, a unique year because everybody's franchise was less. It was only $5 on top. Um, so I think it may be a little bit higher this year. Um, Triple A's, you know, now that, you know, PJ is not a instant seller, it used to be $10 bought you a triple A spot. Um, and I kind of feel like that's going up a little bit that where every, where you don't have anybody really just, we had PJ out there just, Oh yeah, you can, you can have mine right away. So the fact that he's holding on to it makes that a little bit more valuable. Um, and then the, just the contracts having Gus out there, Gus jumping in and saying, it's always been in the past, you know, a $4 could buy you a four year, $3 could buy you a three year. And that was kind of the going right. And I feel like that's been bumped a dollar or two this year um, that Gus is out there basically saying I'm punting this year, which has never really been done completely the way he's saying it. He's basically saying I'm punting the whole season five, six, seven, eight years ago, I kind of went into the season thinking that was what I was going to do, but I didn't really go ahead and do that right away. And I'm mm -hmm. not sure anyone's really gone into a whole season just saying, hey, I'm, I'm punting completely. Yeah, it'll be so. interesting. Like, I've always kind of viewed contracts as like $1.50 per year. Um, so I think 
we're, everything's kind of right in line there. But these tags and AAA spots have kind of – inflation has definitely happened this season. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I can spend more on a franchise tag because when I apply it to a player, it's only an extra $5. So the owner that's selling it has kind of benefited from, you know, the player being cheaper. Um, but, yeah, it, it's been interesting to see and kind of kind of thrown the whole offseason – I think it's made it more interesting for everybody. I think there's been a lot more activity this offseason, even if it wasn't player for player. Um, right. Just people well, looking at who you can franchise and say, hey, that's a good value. I'll give. I'll kind of pay a tax and send it my way. I guess I was surprised by the amount of people that wanted to pay these taxes. Like, I didn't think, like, I was, I was vocal on saying, hey, I didn't think Bryce Harper at $56 was worth anything because I didn't think Bryce Harper was worth $56. And to pay money on top of that was, was – was ridiculous and and you could say the same about freddie freeman paying him 44 dollars and putting stuff on top of that like he could have just bought him for 50 dollars at the draft you know i wasn't planning on franchising him um trey turner same thing dave gave me a little something back for the right to franchise him at 50 dollars and i'm like oh that's not a deal why do you want him for 50 dollars he would go for 45 at the draft so that's my personal thought that that some of these these high level dudes like people assume that they would go go more at the draft maybe and i just didn't don't see that based on on what's happened in the past i'd be like why don't you just sell your tag for 10 and then you'd have an extra 10 dollars to go after him at the draft mm-hmm. but i kind of everyone looks at it differently yeah no that's some good stuff um i uh just kind of want to go back to what you were saying about um your team, when you were talking about it, I think you might even answer my question a little bit, um, but you're seeing how you want to build it. And then basically right now, you're not looking at, you know, the, what the finished product is going to look like, but you're going to get assets that you, I'm assuming you, you, I would assume you like or assets that you think will be, you know, good for your team in the long haul or short haul, but just assets right now. And then from there, you'll kind of figure out what to do with it um, more closer to drafts to the draft. Is that kind of right? Yeah, you know, and even if, you know, I always, even if I'm at the draft and I don't love my team, like I don't, I end up with a few too many shortstops. That's fine, you know. Yes. No, it's it's really, you know, so like I don't need a, in this league, you don't need a finished product right away with how active we are trading. So, which is very true. So, I just, that's kind of my thought process is, yeah, I don't need that perfect team, you know, where, hey, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm looking at this. Oh, man, I, I probably got too many steals right now. I got Marte, Buxton. I got Mondesi, Lindor. Just too too many guys that are – it's probably overkill at this point. Yeah. Um, which actually kind of brings me to my question. Sorry. Um, but I, I like what you said. I think the way you describe what you're doing with your team is kind of opened my eyes a little bit because it's a nice way to go about it, to be honest. So, it's, um, it's very cool. Um, but every year I feel like you have this, like – I don't – maybe it's not a plan – but every year there's like something that you have on your team that everyone else wants, or at least everyone else thinks they want it. So like you, for you, you make some good moves, you know, I'm not saying you get the best of every deal, but like you just said, you have a lot of steals in, on your team and it's like you acquire these steals. And, and that's why I was kind of asking you about how you put together the, the, your roster, you know, b- before the draft or what you're thinking, because I feel like you have a plan of getting, other people do like what you have. And do you have a thought process behind that? I mean, because even going back to like when we drafted like in the, like Pete's, um, you know, um, where he lived in that rec room, 
you were like, I'm just going to okay. draft a bunch of guys. And I remember you saying that I'm just going to draft a bunch of guys. They're all like past the prime and get a bunch of cheap guys. And hopefully one of them pans out and then I'll flip them. And you did. We, uh, Gonzalez. Remember the first baseman, yeah. the Dodgers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I'm like, no way. Like, that's gonna, not going to work. Like, even if, if even if he does get good, you're not going to – like, no one's going to want anything for him. You flipped him for, like – I was looking back at it. It was insane that what you got back from that guy. I was like, oh, my God. And, and again, like, you, the way you carry yourself within the league and inside of the – you know, you know the, you're not as vocal as, like, me or, you know, but you are – but your voice is heard louder than mine or other people sometimes just because of who you are. But – I don't know. Do you, do you even do that at all or no? Am I way off? I don't, like, I don't think I, I, you know, I try to, like, I honestly just go for deals. You know, I try to find guys like when I, like when I put together my draft strategy, I, I, I put a price on every single player. And so I'm going to bid on every player until my price. And I, I, I value my, I get my price by looking, my doing my research and I value certain guys opinion more than others. Um, and I'll be like, wow, like I had no, I had no intention on getting Trevor story the year I got him for $25, but I'm like, that was less than the value I had for him by a ton. And I'm like, done, you know, I didn't want Nelson Cruz last year, but I got him for six bucks done. You know, um, I had no, I had my plan. I thought going into the whole season, this, this off season was to franchise Matt Olson, Suarez and, um, Snell. And then I just had like, Within one day, I ended up tra- pretty much. I traded Snell for Flaherty. I'm like done, and I traded basically Olson or S- Suarez for Marte at equal prices. And I'm like done. You know, I upgraded. I felt like, but just I, I I'm I'm willing to trade anybody at any time, and I'll always listen, and I always kind of have values at what I feel like guys are. You know, I know what Jeff McNeil's value to me. If you give me more than that, boom, done. He's gone. You know, like. Obviously, Buxton's kind of my man crush, and he's the one guy that, like, I've kind of just, I'm just, I just can't see him get good on somebody else's team. So he won't get traded. Like, I, like, if, if Niz really offered me Wander Franco, I, I would be done. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I, about I, it, you know? Uh, it I would just be seems, done too. yeah, it just seems like, I don't know, everyone, like, you have, you have, like, looking back at the winter meetings, especially, you, you're, you're up there in the trades, you, you know, you, ha- you, not every year have you had the most trades, you know, that one year you got drunk and fell off a stool, you, I don't even know if you had any, <laughs> but, like, it just seems like everyone is, like, all over your players for whatever reason. Now, this year, I will say, I don't know 100% if it's true or not, but by you winning this past year in a shortened season, my opinion is that I feel like a lot of people that didn't do so well look at your team that you had most of the guys that they needed or wanted, or those are the guys that won it for you. Um, and that's why they're trying to acquire those guys, which, I mean, it's true. You get a lot of great guys on your team and that's why you want it, but still it just, it seems like they want a lot of what you got. So kudos to you, but I do like the, the whole thing about just acquiring assets and then kind of figure out toward the draft season. And, you know, when people, you know, uh, are going for less, get, pick them up. It's good stuff. Yep, that's kind of the it's always strategy, and you know it's going to change. Like sure. I've, I've I've thought of a bunch of different ways to do it this year, and um, I think it's all come back. I've I've always looked to oh should I punt a category this year, and it's and it's never worked. It worked for Memo one time to punt a category, and at the end of the year, the people who win or are in it have everything, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Good stuff. Domino, take it away. Good stuff. Um, my question was you kind of hit on it. Uh, with the most different off season, you know, compared to any other year, 
what, what was your strategy going into the winter meeting and has it changed at all? And has, has some of it gone to plan and uh, you're welcome for the assistance in some of your trades. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like, and well, and I guess like when we, like, I don't know, I guess me and memo kind of get mad sometimes when we see a trade that like, we didn't even know that guy was on the block, you know, <clears throat> if, if I, I make sure that I've, I'm very vocal about like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get this guy. I want to I want to get the most value out of my guy. Like, so I think even like Dom went to me and said, hey, I want your franchise tag. And he's like, oh, would you? And I kind of told them what I valued it at. It was, I'm like, oh, man, I really think I, I'm getting these guys for about $20 undervalued, like the, the Suarez and Olsen type guys. And I'm like, that's kind of what I would need to sell it. And then I'm like, well, let me see what would I get for Snell if I if I put him out there. I had no, tr- and then I put it out there. People came, we talked. It, it just opened things up. So just having that open conversation of things and that completely that one that day, I don't know, a week and a half ago, I don't know. Dom texted me and he's like, oh, I really want your franchise tag. And I'm like, oh man, that's a lot of money. Maybe I, maybe I will sell that. So I had that open mind and then I threw it out to the league. And opened up three or four conversations that ended up with uh, two or three trades that day. So, I don't know. Just being open-minded and listening to people, and hopefully being easy to trade with. Like, because you know, it's people will talk to me, and we we, and it's like I don't feel like I have super long drawn-out things. You know, it's like, hey, here's what I want, here's what I need. Nope, nope, we move on. Yes, we make a deal, and so forth. So, getting back to people and just being a decent trade partner. I feel like I don't. I don't try to rip people off like as much as we're all talk about the Niz trade last year. You look at how his team set up like that was that's going to end like go you, you got to go back to that trade three years from now and see what what Franco and what Baum are and, and tell me if that was a, a was a was a was an awful trade. So oh, we will. <laughs> Were you kind of shocked how things have gone um, with like prices for AAA and franchise tags and contracts did you kind of see this or is it... no i guess it, i guess like, like gus is the wild card you know no one really kind of knew what what gus was going to do and he's kind of thrown a little wrench into this by like selling off his guys and really saying hey i'm gonna i want to buy a four-year no, at no matter what price and so that's really gonna change things if he goes into the season without drafting any of these big guys um so yeah, it's definitely a different off season. And I think, I think, I think, I think the league's getting smarter every year. So I think that people are seeing some different angles and taking them that weren't taking them previously. So I don't know, but yeah, no, I, I would not have said that. I, I, I think I looked at, at franchise tags and I thought they were not valuable at all this year. I, I'm like, I can't, I can't find, we, we have, there was, there's 24 tags out there. I'm like, there's not 24 people worth tagging. So I thought they'd be worthless, and I couldn't be more wrong. That's crazy you said that because, like, I think Dave was the one that I talked to about it a while back. I mean, before, like, the winter meetings, and he was saying how, like, there's 24 tags, and there's probably 30 or 35 guys that should get tagged. And I just remember that conversation, and I was, like, somewhere in the middle, maybe more so. Um, It's just funny, dude. Not funny. I don't know. It's just different to hear that opinion, and then I knew what Dave said, and I knew kind of where I was, and we were all three of us were all – I guess Dave was more right and I was in the middle and you were wrong or not hundred percent correct on it. That's just crazy. I don't think, I don't think anybody knew, I guess is what I'm saying. 
Well, I, I didn't I didn't realize even any assets that I had. Like I'm like Freddie Freeman for 44. I didn't realize that was an asset. Trey Turner for 50. I didn't realize that was an asset. I'm like that's just what they're going to go for. That's five dollars more than they went for last year at the draft. So I'm like I wasn't even shopping those because I didn't think they were an a- assets to anybody. Yeah. So, but yeah. So because I was I really looked. I'm like oh who is who's this person going to tag? Oh, he's got nobody. Who's this person going to tag? I'm like, Oh, these, these tags should go for relatively cheap was my thought process. But yeah, I was way wrong. And then triple A's always seem to kind of go for a lot. So that one does, that one didn't surprise me much. I don't think. Yeah, I agreed with like what you said earlier. It was like, as soon as like trades would be open, I would automatically send PJ attacks and like throw, you know, eight, $10 his way for a contract or a triple A. And I knew that was a done deal. And, this year, that's not been the case at all. So, I think you're right on the head on that one. Um, Niz, would you like to ask Scotty? Yeah, a I just so it always seems like Scott comes in with like a consistent amount of money, like it, it, after the draft. Like, do you set yourself at like a budget every year? Like, do you have? Is there something you want to go into the season with, like for baseball? Let's say that. Hey, uh, I know after the draft, I want to be at X amount of dollars. Like, I'm not going to spend more than this. Like, I want to go into the season with this this amount. Yeah, I guess, that, like, yeah, I've always said I want to have 30 bucks at least for the season. Um, and it kind of will, and then there's some times where I get ended up with a little bit more, and I'm always fine with having more than that. If I get the guys I want, if my roster fills a little bit faster, that's fine. But yeah, there's, I need to have $30. If I don't have $30, like to play with, that's, it's just, that flexibility is just so important to be able to pick up guys at the end. And years past, it was even more because you could pick up unlimited guys this year, maybe not as much. But, I always say, like, I like to have something that everybody wants at the trade deadline. I want to have some cash. I want to have some AAA guys. I want to have some proven guys so that, that whoever I'm trading with, I got something that they like. So I want to have that cash flexibility, those AAA guys, those proven dudes, like whatever, you know, have a little bit of everything, that, and someone's going to like it. It's good to know. I have to say, like, your pitching staff, I just wanted to say, kind of like it's, it's starting to look pretty good. Yeah, I was. Uh, I've I've got a. I've always liked Flaherty. Yeah. So getting Flaherty over Snell, it's. I don't think that's a huge deal, but to me, I, it was I a think big it deal. Is. I think like, it is. So, and Crashko's coming back. It seems like, and like McCullers is uh, is is doing fine. But yeah, I got I got some work to do. I have twenty three guys, but it's a better start yeah, than I got. I like the top. <laughs> is it my well, three guys suck? And I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys have really dug in deep into like what the draft pool is going to be this year, but it is so thin because we've double franchised people. There's 12 less players that we're drafting this year that are really good players. Yeah, There's not much out there this I, year. I, 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 I will agree. And I do think that it's thin, but at the same point in time, it's, it's, it's been like, I guess maybe it's never been this thin because if you look at Dave's team, Dave's got a lot of players on his team and he's like, what one, he's literally one player away. All he needs is a catcher unless he makes some trades and drops players or whatnot. Um, but a lot of us have some pretty stacked teams, not stacked as like good, but I mean, like we have a full, full of rosters, I think too, though. And the money is there. So I think it's going to be less players, but I, I don't think that it's not going to feel any different. It might go a little bit quicker, but who knows? We're probably going to argue twice during it. So it'll just go just as long. 
but just look at like that the, the, the pure number of top 50 players i haven't counted it yet. Uh, it is like less. there's there's it only going to be like eight top 50 players and they're going to go for i don't maybe they won't but i think they're going to go for yeah. a ton you might yeah. be right and i think that's why and i think that's why maybe people looked at trey turner freddie freeman and those types of people that bryce harper that were already 54 dollars, and they're like well he's going to go for 60 anyway i might as well I might as well know what I'm going to have to pay for the guy and kind of build a draft strategy off of securing my stud or securing my, my first round pick. But only one player in this league has ever gone for over 60. Am I, am I wrong about that? Yeah. Um, I think Betts and Trout. Yeah. And so, and what's the name? Um, uh, Pitcher. uh, He went for 62. Scherzer went for 62. Um, No, he went for 60. I think one time. DeGrom. DeGrom DeGrom went for 62. And then, um, I don't know. I think that's it then. Obviously, Trump. Obviously, Trump. Yeah. But, yeah. Who who made this stupid rule, this double franchise tech rule up? Anyways, we never should have voted for this shit. I thought. I think it's pretty. <laughs> it was very crazy. It's, it's turned the the off season to a a crazy uh, wild west for sure. This rule. I'd be for it if they were both ten dollars. Right. And We'd have to. And you and you can't double tag. I think it'd make it more interesting. It's just more assets. It's just more, more things for people to sell or buy. Makes it more fun. Yeah, I, I would. I think I would disagree because I do think that having these guys in the draft is important. Yeah. Mm. Well, but, I, 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 I but, would because I see yeah, both ways. I want to see what happens in the draft because what Scott said is I think a, a lot. There's a lot of truth to it, but I also think that now that we have, you know. Gus, if, if he does do what he kind of is saying and Dave's only going to bet on one guy, I feel like there's two less people in the draft. Not not to say like they're not going to be part of it, but maybe they're not going to be bidding the way that they would if they had more people to acquire or they're actually in it for this year, you know? And so I, I kind of looking at it like that. And, you know, my team's kind of semi-full for the hitting. Maybe I, I don't do, you know, only goes toward pitching and so on. So I think that there's a little bit more different – scenarios that we're not thinking about that might make the draft a lot more normal than what we're also thinking about. So, but either way, well, it's good stuff, Scotty. Yeah. But I think in the, in the big wild card is not knowing who's punting what category. Like if let's say we go into the draft and three people decide they're punting closers, like, Whoa, now closers are nothing. You know, it's just crazy though. Some of those things that you don't know going ahead and there's no way to know that three guys are doing. I feel like that happened in memo's house that one year. Like I, well, I mean, I, I knew that like I had a certain amount of money to spend on um, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Pete Alonzo, and when it got past like eight dollars, I I basically was going to cut a closer, and it did. It got to seventeen, and I was like, all right, well, I'm not even going to draft uh, like I'm drafting any of the dollar or two closers I can get, and then I know a couple other people kind of did the same thing, and then after the draft, I think like it was me and three other people were trying to trade for closers. <laughs> well, Scotty, it's, that was uh, good stuff. It's always fun to hear your thoughts and. Uh and talk a little strategy with you. Um, we'll move on to uh, Niz's team. Niz will do a similar format. Uh, you'll tell us about um, your team now and what you want in the draft, and then we'll do some questioning. We'll go Matt, Max, myself, and then Scotty. So tell us about your team. Yeah, so my team's like a bunch of unknowns. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, I've got the best team ever, but I mean – 
I've got some solid pieces that I feel like going into it, like, okay, I, I've got some spots to build and I've got, so I got more money with half the spots that Scott needs to fill. So, I mean, I mean, literally I can, I could spend a hundred bucks on six or five players that, that I want to uh, spend on and walk away and still have $43. So, I mean, I feel good about my team. I mean, there's, there's some spots I need to, uh, there's some things I need to fix, but I mean, at, at the most part, I mean, I feel good. So go ahead, ask your questions. All right, Maddie, lead us off. Wow. The way that Scott put his team was like fine dining. That's how I got out of it. And the way you just described your team was like someone shit in a bag and gave it to me. I mean, come on. Tell us about your team. Tell us a little bit more than that. But, uh, geez, that's fine. Um, my question is, sorry. My question this is, is looking at your place, team, Maddie. it looks a lot like Maddie, your team from last year. No, it's not. (laughs) Looking at your team, it looks a lot like the team from last year. No, it doesn't. And it does. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You really want me to talk about my team? Okay. I've got up and coming pitchers. I've got great up and coming starting pitching. I don't know what's going to happen there. Agreed. Like nobody knows. Like Kopech, Casey Mize, Dane Dunning, Nate Pearson. Those can be all studs. And then I'm, I'm building it around Zach Gallen, who I've got for another year for a dollar. Like, I've got a ton of money to spend on another stud pitcher that I can I could spend another 35, 40 bucks on a, on a pitcher. So, like, and then build that around my, my, my uh, relievers and stuff. Yeah, fine. My offense isn't as bad as what you guys think. So, I mean, like, fine. Tell me the – Maddie, go ahead. Ask your question. Whatever. Okay. So, I mean, that's fine. Listen, you know, I'm – my question is – hold on one second. What I was more looking at out of your team is seeing something like, you know, why you got Freddie Freeman from Scott for two franchise stands. Try to explain that a little bit more. You know, also – you could also see a little bit of um, – I got two guys at the end of the draft that – you know, just because PJ and Ken dro- drops, I kind of ran into a little bit of luck. My team's that, um, you know, maybe explain why you had an open franchise tag, an open three-year, two open two years, and those are what you acquired from Scott at the end of the season. You didn't use them, and you just let them waste away. I mean, those are the things I was looking for. But I digress. Looking at your team, it does look a lot like last year. You have Gary F- Sanchez, Freddie Freeman, Mustakis, J.D. Davis, Max Kepler, Excuse me, Joey Gallo Reyes. You have a very similar team to last year. A lot of these players and your hitters are very similar. I've talked about this before. It seems to me that you do research a small amount of the time of the year, and you know you, you might not be always up on the latest stuff. I guess I don't really know, but I, that's from what I my viewpoint is. Do you see that you're doing the same approach, or have you changed it? And then when you're done talking, I kind of put this sheet together on the right side of it, and I broke your team down just the hitters. And I did the bat X cause I like the bat X cause it takes into two different things. It takes stat and the stat cast data, but it also takes in the last couple of years. So it takes a little bit of what they've done the last couple of years. 
And over the years, they've proven that, not proven, I guess, but people do think that the bad X is a good, um, you know, a, a good um, indicator uh, projection system to use. So I don't know. Do you think you're going the same route that you did last year? Are you going to change anything up or do you just see yourself kind of just, you know, doing the same thing? Not by strategy wise, I'm saying. No, I, I definitely listen. What was my strategy last year? Exactly. I have no idea. It was a 10 week season. I don't give a shit. Like, here's the thing is I, I don't care what your strategy was last year. Scott, you won last year. Congratulations. You won on a 10-week freaking season. Like, nobody can plan for that. And like, I did, I did more research last year than I've done this year, and nobody knows what's going on. Like, like I feel more that the guys two years ago is going to tell me more about what this is going to happen this this upcoming season than what happened last year. Yeah, I guess that's all, you know, fairly true. But, but what, I, I guess I'm getting mixed results. Are you, you tell me that you didn't try last no, year? No, I did try. I did try. I And you look at a lot of the guys that I gave up, they came on at the end. Like, it was – a lot of it is – a lot of it is you plan for a such a long season. Baseball is such a long season, and it didn't happen last year. And you're you're stuck. But we knew it going into it. We knew it going into the draft that it was not going to be a full 162 so games. Now we didn't know it was going to like fine. Maybe maybe some of you guys were like, okay, I think I feel like I can adjust for this, but you nobody really sure. knew. No one really knew. No, I, I guess that is true. But I guess what I'm saying is I'm not talking about just last year. Your teams in the last four or five years, it seems it's a lot of like you kind of just like uh, kind of like shoot from the hip type of stuff. And kind of what I'm saying is like I'm looking at your team now. And listen, I don't know how you put it together, but I actually look at a project projections. I already said bad X is what I use. I have to look at something. I'm going to have to choose somebody's projection system and look at it and see what they can give me. And then I kind of figure out, you know, a, you know, a dollar amount from there and maybe what they're worth. Your team right now is, is negative $36 in runs. It's, it's really bad in that one category. Also it's negative $21 in stolen bases overall. And, and me and Max are talking about this. This is, if I put my team in here, there's probably going to be some negatives and positives as well. But I, I did I did a couple other people's teams. I did Dave's team because he has a full team. I did Scott's team, and I did Dom's team. What are my top three players? Dom, price wise, Freddie Freeman, Joey, uh, Freddie Freeman, Joey Gallo, Mike Mustakis. Oh, fine. Uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, Mustakis, and Sanchez. Sanchez last year, fine. I'm done with him after this year. Like he's like last uh, two years ago, he was fine. Two years, he might have hit that $24 value, but this last year, he did. Moustakis? Sure, that's great. Moustakis is a second baseman. I, mean, I, I still value him at $18. Freddie Freeman was one of the best first basemen last year. Everybody else he was, was, he was a single-digit player yeah. on my team. I, I, you're not even listening to what I'm saying. You, right now, the way your team is constructed, projections say you're going to score – a lot less runs. You're going to score horrible in runs, horrible in stolen bases. The only thing okay. you're good at right now, and it's, it's still negative, is OBP. At the beginning of the season, 
at the end. Like, fine. Like, I have... Like, if I, your way that you've done it over the last couple of years, you do. You I don't change do. that much I in the season until that all every you get frustrated. Year. Well, every year I do. John Birdie, Canna, Mark Canna, J.D. Davis, that's three, Max Kepler, Framil Reyes. That's how I started this conversation off with it. You have a lot mm-hmm. of the same players you yes. had last year. Off of a, and off of so a that means, crappy 10-week season. Correct. And you went and got acquired another guy, Freddie Freeman, that you had last year. The only guy that was probably good on your team, you know, and you're going as a crappy season. I'm looking at it as it was another season. You had to take your lumps and you had to f- try to figure it out. You didn't want to do that. It kind of fell short and you're like, you, you blew it up. You got two good prospects for it. I hope those guys do well for you. But, but looking at your team now, going into the two, season, the previous you can't two seasons I was in the playoffs. So, I mean, Last year sucked. Last year was terrible. Nobody could have predicted that. Fine. I'll take last year out of the whole thing. Forget last year. Forget every single year. As of right now, the way your team's constructed, it's constructed not that great because it has negatives. I agree. I don't know what's going to happen. But I have a lot of potential. You can't say I don't have a lot of potential. uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Fine. There's like value in this league. Well, let, let me let me jump in here real quick and kind of going nice off. Of, question. I mean, uh, your your team is your team is where it is, and you know, twenty twenty was what it was. And uh, just for me, um, there were two other teams that sold off last year, uh, Ken and Dave. And I just wonder if you kind of look at both what they did after your your big move um, to Scott. Um, if there are some takeaways where maybe maybe you should have taken a different approach, and maybe you're going to have a different you know, just for me, I, I learned on the Matt Chapman deal. Like, <laughs> I pulled the trigger. I, I was I was way too aggressive on a guy that I'm going to be high on so, that no one else is high on right now and overspent for him. So is no. there anything that you would have done differently? No. Last year, no. Previous years. Previous years, I've done the whole approach of I'm going to take every every player and – Sell them off individually. I'm going to go, hey, what's the value out of this person? What's the value out of this person? Because I've had more time. Last year was a 10-week season. Everybody wants to shit on my team because I was last place in a 10-week season. No, listen, I'll say right now, I'm not shitting on your team. I'm shitting on you that in this league, I feel like we're getting more and more competitive, and you, you keep saying a 10-week season, man up and play it and understand what's going on and, like, no, change your philosophy. I, I said this team. I gave my team to Scotty, and he ended up winning. He Listen, just because Trey uh, Turner had an – Three home runs, four stolen bases, and almost nine, a nine RBI in the last game of the season. I mean, that, that was a huge part of it. Two or three of the guys you gave him didn't really do that much. Two or three of the guys that I acquired did yeah, horrible for me. Shit. On top of it, yeah, and on top of it, Scott got to block every single one of my transactions except for two. And the guys he picked up that I wanted did exceptional Whatever. for him. So it Whatever. wasn't just you so, giving them the – just use this podcast as your like, hey, Maddie's the best like type of deal. It's yes, not. It is. I wanted you to tell me about your team, and you're not telling me about your team. Listen, I'm I still think that Gary Sanchez team. is a good I'm company. You, 
think you could have things come I'm back and take Freddie. That last that, season last was a, a shit show. I'm saying fine. I'm going right, to go into this season right, and I'm going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I don't know if these guys are going to like the potential, like JD Davis, Mark Hanna, uh, Nick Solak, Alec Baum. These guys, I don't know if they're going to like Nick, Nick Mustakis. I don't know if these guys are going to hit the potential that they were supposed to hit in a full season. If they, if they Last don't. Year. Fine. They're, they don't cost me that much. You look at my team, nobody really cost me that much, except for Freddie Freeman for one year. All right. And I'm willing to make that change. Sure. Like, I like I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I'm coming off last year going, I was disillusioned by the, the shitty COVID season that we had, and I'm willing to come into this season and sort of play around and just see what, what, what I can come up with and hopefully, I'm I, I'm competitive in the future. So, so you're looking at rebuilding, rebuilding okay. this year. Well, I, 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 wait, hold on. <laughs> I was going to finish my question. So I didn't. This is more of a rebuilding year. Okay. Yeah, somewhat. I really am. I mean, I, that, I, that would make. I don't know. For what's me, that happen. would make more sense considering that you know Wander Franco is still probably a year or two off. I mean, rebuilding might make sense for you. It is, and and part of me goes, man, I really wish I I didn't do the whole Freddie Freeman thing. But part of me goes, I have a ton of money going into the season. If I get a couple a couple really good twenty thirty dollar guys that can do something, I might be I, I I might be in it. Who knows? Like if you were, like, I, I don't want to keep arguing with you, but if you would have told me that at the beginning of this whole thing, I would have agreed with you, and I probably wouldn't even fought you on a lot of this stuff because I, not once did you talk about rebuilding, and now Max asks you, and you're like, yeah, it's a possibility because I didn't talk about your pitchers because I think Nate Pearson, Dane Dunning, Casey Mize. All right. Don, thank oh. you. All right. Wow. You are really uh, nice job, Niz. Good job. I, I okay, you can move on. Dom is question for you it's nothing ask you what uh you felt like your strength on your team is i think i have a good young base with a lot of good pitching so like i if like i might have the best pitching staff in the league who knows but <laughs> i i i agree like you're those four guys you have uh pearson dunning Mize and Kopech are there's there's a high ceiling, but you, you right now he's like it's a big unknown. There's four big questions. It is, marks. but I have a hundred and forty three dollars to spend on three other pitchers that can fill that in. All right. Well, I agree with you that those are going to be definitely a strength. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but definitely in the next couple of years, that's going to be a major strength for you for sure. Thank you, Don, for being respectful and and realizing what I'm trying to do. Awesome. And then he said, "Not for this year, but maybe yeah, the exactly. year next and hey, the year Ed, after that." I don't want to. And that's what I was. You're say. a dumbass. All right. Shut the fuck Scotty. up. <laughs> well, all right. 
so so my question was just more like hey you got a lot of like i like your lottery tickets but you got too many of them like at this point are you thinking about like trying to sell any of them like when you look at like birdie reynolds um um dd solak jd davis like that's kind of those are all kind of i feel like you'd want to go into the season being them being on your bench is that is that kind of what you're thinking is that you're gonna it's a lot of offensive players to have on your bench though like even though i like all of them is selling or dropping some of those guys to get a more well, yeah that, that's part guy, of that whole idea plan. having these guys at a low dollar contract is i can get i can cut anybody and not really feel bad about it like it's hey i i have that flexibility like there's there's guys on on the on the waiver wire. Like I looked at starting pitchers this week and I'm like, holy crap. There's a bunch of guys between that 20 and $30 value that like I can get, like there's a ton. There's a ton. But, but, but you're going to run out there of is. spots. Like I just kind of feel like you're going to get your, your, your bench is, is too at, like, at some point, Ryan Reynolds already. is gone. Like, we're, at like some, when you, at some point, John Birdie is gone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, but like when you look at, I guess the question is, is, are you okay having all those bats on your bench? I guess would be the, the the question I have going into the season, I would be uncomfortable having no, for, that for right now it's fine. to start the season. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Like, I mean, really, it it okay. that's the thing is like you, you know where you sit after four or five weeks in a normal season. Like that that that's the biggest thing is like Scott, you've played in this league for so many years, like. You you know like hey where you're at like what moves you need to make where you're like hurting and stuff like that like you can adjust based off of that like part of that is going hey I'm just gonna go into the season with what I got and just sort of see you know like I haven't gotten a I haven't gotten a trade offer yet that like I'm going oh, I really need to make this trade. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, because honestly, like, like I know people wrecking your squad, but you're it's it's not looking that bad. You put a you put three, three solid bats on your team. That's where I'm kind of like, oh man, where am I going to fit some of these bats? Like, maybe I would, I, I like J.D. Davis, but I don't think I'd be comfortable no, with him being my starting third yeah. baseman. You could throw an Alec Baum in there, like, yeah. Like same thing. I like DD is a nice lottery ticket. Is he? Are you, are you comfortable with him being your top, your 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 starting shortstop when he's in my mind? Yeah, you. Everybody should want a top twelve guy at every position, right? There's twelve teams in the league. If you don't have a top twelve guys at every and position, you're kind of behind the eight ball. There right? that I'm like, so yeah. No, you're fine. Then. Yeah, for sure. Like first baseman, you're fine. Second baseman, you're fine third baseman you're kind of at the, the, the like that's you got a young guy there that's that could jump into that like and, he's probably and that's part, i don't know for I me that's part of the going into 12 the season, to 15 going but, hey where do i want where am i going to start where am i going to be after four or five weeks am i ready to sell off or am i really or am i ready to like start selling some of these young talent to go and go get better you know like that's part of it. Well, Niz, thank you for, for sharing sure. your uh, your thoughts and 
putting up with our questions and being a, a good sport. So uh, appreciate that. All right, we will go into uh, division picks. We'll start off with you, Niz, and then we'll go Scotty. Uh, Niz, for Scotty's division, there's Scotty, Sean, and Gus. Who do you like in that division? Uh, it's tough. I like, I like, I like Scotty. I mean, Scotty's team is really well off. And then, uh, you know, as far as the other two, I mean, Sean likes a lot of like the younger players. A lot of times Gus, I, we don't know what he's going to be at. I mean, I really see them sort of as like a middle of the road type of, uh, uh, spot. So I'm going to put Sean ahead of him just because he's got longer, um, longer tenure with us, and I'm going to put Gus behind. All right, so you got Sean winning that? No, I got Scott winning that, Sean, uh, Sean second, then Gus. All right. And then we'll move on to Maddie's division. We got Matt, Max, and yourself. Who do you like in that division? In all honesty, I think Max is the best setup. Max is probably the the winner of that league going into the season. Maddie always does well, so I'm going to put Maddie at second. I'm I'm like I if you see that's the problem with with a lot of this conversation tonight. If you would have asked me, like in all honesty, where do I feel my team is? Like I'm not super high on my team. I don't I don't think I'm going to beat either one of these two right now. Where I'm at. But do I like the the spot uh, the things that I have on my team? Yeah, I like a lot of things. So in the future, I think I'm good, but I don't think I'm winning this this season. So I got Max, Maddie, and then me. Okay. Uh, then we'll move on to Memo's division. We got Memo, Ken, and Chris. Interesting division here. So it really is. Um, Chris just doesn't do em- uh, enough. I- Ken's got a good team going into it. So I'm going to go Ken, Memo, and then Chris. Okay. And then there's my division of myself, Dave, and PJ. Well, I really see you and Dave as like an equal. Um, I'm going to give Dave my my nod just because he's my boy. I love Dave. So you and Dave are really close. PJ, that's a tough division, so – I can see anyone going on with it. I'm going to go, hey, Dave, you got it. All right. Well, thanks for your uh, your picks. Uh, Scotty, uh, we'll go with yours. We'll go with the heart, the tough one first. Uh, your division of yourself, Sean, and Gus. Um, yeah, but obviously I'll pick myself. Like, I think, um, well, Gus is going into this selling – going like saying he's not going to play for this year so that's like when i had a a chance to pick him like first like i was pumped about picking him because i gus knows a lot about baseball he's very passionate he gets he's a little bit um impulsive i think at times where he kind of feels like he knows this and but and the sean's team was impressive when i looked at sean at first i was really happy about having sean in my division then i looked at his team a little bit more and his team his team's gonna give me a run for my money but yeah i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it going with me um this next division is like when you niz you're a little screwed here because i I kind of went through everybody's like just I like to just value everybody's team and right now Max is number one valued going into the season. Matt is two, 
So it's for me, like if you're going to ask me which team I want, like I would, I'd want Max's team first. I want Matt's team second. Um, I'm not picking Max to win the division. So if you're whoever's highlighting it, I'm going to pick Matt to win the division because he always wins the division. <laughs> I'll do my best. So um, Max proved me wrong. But um, as of right now, that matters. Like that Matt is in the top two every – like he wins the book at the last few years. He starts off with teams I hate. I hated his team like two years ago, and he still did great. Like, so he's, he's going to figure it out. Like that's more of kudos to Matt for manage doing that. Max, no disrespect to you, but um, I just, someone needs to, to, to prove me wrong that Matt's not going to win. So um, he's going to win that one. Um, I'm going, I like the way Chris's team is set up right now. I'm reluctant because I don't know if he's going to, this is going to be the year that he shows that he can really manage it in the season. But I'm I like Chris's team a lot better than the other two. Um, I think that the amount that we've told him to spend money at the draft, if he spends money at the draft, he's going to have a solid team. While he's not super active, he never makes a mistake. He doesn't make bad moves. He just doesn't make moves. So I'm picking Chris. He's 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 been in the championship before a few years ago. So I think he'll be fine. Um, and then this last one is tough. You know, I think PJ's not gonna be able to draft this year i think there's not enough to draft i don't like he usually comes out of the draft with a really good team picks up the guys that nobody else wants but i think that's going to be really hard this year um dave has too many spots that are filled with bums at this point like i know he's going to drop some guys hopefully but like i don't like the back end of his roster at all and he's got no one to draft. I know he's got he's got some good players, so um, I'm giving it to Domino for this one. I think Dom's gonna um, he's he's upped his game quite a bit, and I like your start. It's not a complete team yet. You got a lot to do, but I'm I'm picking you to 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 draft a better team. And like I said, Dave's got some work to do getting rid of the back of his roster, or else he's going to be kind of like I was talking with Niz with too many lottery well said, tickets at the uh, end of his thank roster. Thank you both for your, uh, your thoughts and your explanations for the, the divisions. So uh, it's been a good show guys. Um, before we close it out, um, how we want to end it, Maddie? Well, a couple times Niz has talked about it. Scott talked about it. Uh, 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 I talked about it. And we kept going back and forth between projections and ranks. I was going to say maybe Dom just, you know, choose someone. We'll go around the table and kind of see what people like more, um, projections or ranks or kind of how if they go about either one of it. I was just, you know, sitting here quiet for a little bit. I, I heard uh, projections used a couple times. Then I heard ranks used a couple times. So just curious. I don't know. Uh, Niz, if you guys okay with that? Off, uh, your projection or rank? kind of guy uh this year i'm not really either or i mean i'm i'm looking at what they did for the last three years i mean i i i don't want to look at last year as anything so i'm yes i'm one of those guys that's thrown out 29 uh 2020 is a a complete season so i'm gonna i'm gonna say hey i'm gonna look at what you did over the last three seasons. All right, Max, are you a projection or a rank guy? I would say I lean more towards projections. Um, I also kind of tie projections to like uh, NFBC ADP, which I know we're not a snake. We're no, we don't snake draft, but 
when you start looking at the guys that are paying, I don't want to say a hundred and hundred bucks or $150 isn't real money, but you know, guys that are paying five, 500, $600 into leagues um, and be part of the major pools just to kind of see where those types of guys are picking players in a snake style draft to where um, maybe I can buy in a little bit more to a ceiling and a projection is strong, but maybe, maybe there's more upside to this player. So um, that's really what I pay most attention to is kind of a baseline of projections and then kind of checking in on ADP to just see where guys are moving as the draft draws closer. Okay. I will go next and then we'll go Scotty and then Matt. Um, I feel like in the past I was really, really big on just ranks and that's what I, all I looked at was just what the rankings were and, and I did that for a while and I felt like I wasn't having the success and I was kind of looking at one when other people were doing. So I kind of in the, in the past gone with ranks, I feel like now more often I'm going with projections and just kind of, you know, going off. I'm like, all right, is just get a good baseline of that and going off of that and finding out what guys and trying to see what I can get to build a team out of that. So uh, I feel like now more lately I've been doing, projections than rank how about you scotty um i'm definitely more i guess my process is trying to get take these projections i definitely look at the projections and changing the projections into a dollar value how do i take the projections of blah 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 like and all the different sites and all the different leagues out there and come up with a dollar projection for our league which isn't a we're not a 260 cap league you know we're not a we're an obp quality start with who knows what our starting salary is this year when you look at previous contracts and so forth so there's no nothing there's no projection system that will give it you a proper dollar amount for our league and i think that's where i take most of my time is figuring out what i feel that mike trout should go for here and, and i i put those dollar marks on there and that's how i draft you know if if the guy at the draft is going less than the value i've assigned him he ends up on my team. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So, and I also looked at the tiers, you know, when I have three guys that are all within 30 dot, like that I have valued at about $30. Well then I can wait on those or I go hard after the last guy of the tier. So tiers and coming and, and trying hard to come up with a, how to make a dollar amount right. for and every player. Maddie? If that makes sense. Yeah, what Scott said with the tiers thing, I was going to say, like, projections, ranks, and I kind of think tiers is kind of in the middle of that. Um, and I've done tiers a couple times before, but this year I was actually, just because I feel like I'm going to focus a lot more more so on pitching than I am the hitters, I, I kind of want to go toward that tier approach. But I, I would say that I'm more projections-based driven. I usually like to pick something and go with it, and, and then I could take that projection system and then come up with my own value with it, like – even what I did here with Niz's team up here, there's uh, dollars adjusted in cost. Like so, what Niz paid for it, what dollars were, and the adjusted is 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 what I would feel would be a good price to pay for it. And you know, I mean, Niz is only like twenty two dollars off of what the adjusted was. So, in in reality, it didn't do that bad from what my perspective is how I look at it. So I, I kind of take like what Scott's got. I kind of try to find a value for what these guys are, but I use projections to help me with that value. 
And I even be more transparent. I go to fan graphs, I choose bad X and I put every person's team keepers in there. And then I put it for the exact, you know, I mean, it basically gives a spits out exactly what our, our, our thing is. I mean, as of right now, it says Mike Trout is, I want to say $82 with every keeper that's taken out of there with the money that's left after $275 from each person minus everything else, Mike Trout should go for, uh, yes. what did I say? $82. Hey Matt, that, you're that's what he Mike would Trout be like, watch. that's what his value would be. <laughs> Well, but like, but you, but then, but it's more than that. You got to like say, well, yeah, okay. Based on what we all have, but the reality is some people are going to keep a lot of money and how much money am I yeah, going to keep versus But that gives me a and, starting point, you know, I guess you could say. And, but the same point, the exact yeah. point, I mean, when I, sorry, what I'm trying to say is, is that if I see my trout is worth $82 in this projection system that I came up with, I also don't think that there's other people that have gone out there that paid certain amounts of money for players that I think are way overpriced. So it, it kind of like, okay, I, I look at the overpriced players that, that went for whatever they did. For example, like Mondesi, you ended up paying $26 for Mondesi. And this projection system, before you even took him out, he was at $36, $10 over. I was willing to go as high as that and, you know, not much more than that because I wanted to try to get a value at him because there were some question marks with him. But still, it's like I felt like it was only me and you talking about Mondesi with Gus where I don't know if anybody else was, but I felt like – man, this is the guy that people were hyping up and has just been one of the risers over the past couple of years. I'm mean, sorry, last couple of weeks or months in NFBC. And more so it's just kind of like, I try to wrap my brain around that. And that's the, the hardest thing to do is that like, I have these projections, I have these values, but then there's these other values and other projections for people. And they're way, people are valuing way more. So it's, it's hard, wow, but I would say kind of crazy. Like a long winded you... answer, but yeah. Do you follow a lot of the like whole crazy Trump like uh, conspiracy theories too? Sometimes. All right. Well, guys, again, it was great talking uh, about your teams <laughs> and projections and some strategies. Uh, Niz, thank you. Again thank you, for sir. Coming on and being a good sport. Uh, anything you'd like to say? No, I just wrap I, I enjoyed this league and. It's been a tough year, and I hope uh, going forward I can show up my value. I look forward to it. Uh, Champ, um, thank you again for coming on. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, I guess I'll, I'll zag what everyone else is zigging. I thought this last year has been outstanding. Nothing I would change about this last year, and I hope this coming well, up here is exactly the same uh, year previously. For football, so that's that's a good start. So <laughs> things, are, things are swaying. <laughs> no, but seriously, I would uh, – we, we, we would change everything to have to get everything back to normal yes, and have a live draft and is, do all that. So. Uh, Max? Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, I enjoyed spending some time with you guys talking. Um, back to the grind tomorrow, so not look too, not look forward to that too much. All right, uh, Maddie, buddy. Yeah, uh, thanks, Niz and Scott, for both coming on. Uh, Niz actually reached out; uh, he listened to the first episode, or so, and he said that he liked the format. So I hope other people do too. Um, appreciate the comments, Niz, and um, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like, 
you know, what we're doing here. And if Max could just get on a little bit quicker, we could all make it a little bit faster. Um, but, you know, I just want to say too, that, you know, we, we, you know, Niz did bring this up a couple of times. We need to make sure that we're doing everything we can in our powers to make sure that this does run smoothly. So everyone be very flexible over the next couple of weeks and months to make sure that we can get it, you know, off the ground. And if everything happens the way they're saying right now that it should, then great season starts on time, you know, with whatever protocols and restrictions that they have in place. And if it doesn't, and we have to change at the last minute, again, I just hope everyone's flexible with that and, you know, just can kind of roll with the punches so far. We've been, do- <clears throat> excuse me. We've been doing that this season and I appreciate that. Again, so, Niz, thank you. Scotty, thank you for coming on Maddie and Max. Thanks for, uh, all your work with the graphic stuff and, and that, and all the time you guys spend on the Google doc, making this podcast possible. So uh, again, everyone, uh, thank you for listening. Continue to stay safe and stay classy Chicago baseball.